Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Welcome to Bet the Edge on Thursday, November 3rd. Thanks everyone watching live on our NBC Sports YouTube channel. Drew and I are going to dig into side total player props in Eagles versus Texans. Two touchdown favorites on Thursday Night Football. What's not to like, Drew? And of course, <laughs> not the handicap college football. Number one and number two meeting up, Tennessee and Georgia. We got Notre Dame and Clemson as well, number four Clemson. And uh, NBA, two-game slate, but we got to give you our look. So all that and more on Bet the Edge. Drew, how are we doing on this Thursday? Are you uh, are you thirsty for some Houston Texans football? <laughs> that's the question. Uh, I don't know if people have been watching Houston Texans football, but if that's what they're thirsty for, then they are in the Sahara Desert and they just need anything that is, uh, you know, of of, of water purposes. Um, this is going to be a rough one. Um, and yeah. th- there's really not a lot of uh, ways to spin this positively for the Texans. I guess... Um, the kind of the key takeaway of the last handful of weeks, if you've watched any Texans football, is that their run defense is horrifically poor. Um, and when I say poor, it's like there's two reasons your run defense could be questionable. Number one, uh, you just don't have the talent. And number two, you have a scheme that is just not, you know, it's, it's solvable. And the Texans are suffering from both of those problems at the same time, which is why you've seen them fall from like kind of the bottom five to the clear bottom one in terms of run defense in the NFL. And in a normal week, um, you know, you would say, hey, does the does their opponent have an opportunity to exercise that advantage? And the answer for the Eagles is obviously they have the best offensive line in football. They have one of the most dynamic running attacks because Jalen Hurts provides, uh, you know, kind of a, a unique challenge for teams to uh, deal with in terms of, um, you know, how effective he is at gaining the hard yards. And uh, they have a, a plus EV head coach who is, you know, he treats a third and four on the Texans 48 yard line. Like he's, it's two down territory. He knows like, okay, give give me a, give us one or two here. We'll, we'll gladly take a fourth and two. This is four down territory here. We're on your side of the field. And you know, that general philosophy is not like broadly embraced in across the league still, even, you know, Tampa Bay last week on Thursday night football was kind of a classic example of really not trying to exercise that. And they have Tom freaking Brady for crying out loud. So, you know, the fact that the Eagles are willing to do that, the fact that they are as well coached as they are and, 
that they clearly are going to look at the tape over the last several, you know, handful of weeks and uh, try to kind of repeat the success folks have had uh, running the football against the Texans would expect them to have relatively strong drive success early in this game, uh, put together some points in the first half, put together a little bit of a, a first half lead, some press scoreboard pressure on the Texans. And then at that point, if the Texans are in comeback mode, number one, the pass defense for the Eagles has been incredibly solid this year. Uh, the only thing they really have, stro- have struggled with is their run defense, but I think a lot of that has been sort of game state based, as more more so than uh, any particular uh, weakness there. Although they are going to be without uh, Georgia's uh, the the Georgia product uh, Jordan Davis, who's been incredible this year. So. Um, some opportunity potentially for the Texans to get it going on the ground. I think this is going to be a pretty heavy running game either way, which could shorten things a little bit. Um, and uh, anything I'm saying kind of lead you down a path where you can come up with a kind of a plus EV same game parlay or uh, just any kind of player props really stand out based on uh, my uh, narrative here. Well, my biggest and best play last week was Derrick Henry against the Texans. And of course, who wasn't, who wasn't laying whatever number they threw out there on Henry. So, of course, yeah. you come back to Miles Sanders, you come back to Jalen Hurts. And those are the initial player props I look at. But there are books out there not even offering the rush attempts on Sanders and Jalen Hurts the day of the game as of right wow. now. Uh, and that's because they know that it is going to be a ground and pound type game for the Eagles. So, uh, those are ways I approach it. I, I, you know, I wanted to do Eagles first half because. You just know that they've been punching everybody in the mouth in the first half. The only undefeated team in the NFL, not only in the game state, but also first half against the spread. Um, and they are primarily a second quarter team, putting up about 20 points per game in the second quarter. So it's like you see what they're capable of doing um, and you want to get on them early. But at minus seven and a half now for the Eagles first half, that's not a good number. And I know you'll back me on that one, Drew, because there's no value in that. You're hoping for some things to go your way, more than some things. But I'll ask you if you have an opinion on whether the first half and the total, because now it's back-to-back Thursday night football games. We've seen the over hit. The overs only hit three straight times, dating back to 2019 in the regular season for a Thursday night football game. I'm looking at this, and I'm kind of like, man, I like the under, but the Eagles' offense can be a train. Uh, so do you have an opinion on the total or the first half? Yeah, the total betting market has been pretty interesting here because at this point in the season, there's not a lot of unknowns. And so to see a total get bet up from 43 across 44 to 45 and a half when really the only injury information, all we got injury wise is that Cooks may not go. And Jordan Davis isn't going to play. And if, if you know, that doesn't really square with this much enthusiasm for the over. Um, so, you know, that basically somebody is telling you that there is a big misprice in the market for one of these two offenses and or defenses. Uh, and I can't exactly tell you what that is, but I will tell you that any bet on the over, especially at the, you know, surcharge now, 45 and a half, you are counting on some garbage time points from Houston. You are. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this is that's what this count. This is this, this relies on because the idea that this is going to be a score and answer game from both sides is just it's a tough ask. The the pass defense for the Eagles is very very good, uh, and you know it's not. There are no game breakers here for the Texans. There are no home run threats, particularly with Cooks. You know, not not likely to play. So um, this is a weird one. I would wait and see if the market digests some of the injury information in terms of the Texans receivers. If you like the over, I think this maybe comes back down to forty five and a half. At a minimum, some people are going to who, who played an over 43 are probably going to try to look for a middle because 44 is a very common landing spot for NFL totals. And, you know, it's a score like, uh, you know, the, the getting to 44 is, is entirely possible in this game. So, um, you know, I think uh, 
wait if you like an over, um, but I don't see any reason to get involved in a total at this point. Yeah, I, I, this game is altogether like it's becoming more of a pass for me, and it's sad because I want to get I want to get on the action on Thursday night football. But if you're betting the Eagles, there's really no good value anymore. The Texans at plus fourteen is a very scary bet. Um, you know, you're really relying on that backdoor cover. And I thought I had them in the bag against the Raiders for the Texans, and they got they left 21 points in the fourth quarter. Um, and then we saw that they turn around and go zero points at New Orleans. So uh, I don't know what to make of either of these teams, besides the Eagles being dominant. So um, I guess one other one extra thought on a player prop here. Um, Pierce has been very solid for yeah, the Texans, been. and he's you know, he's got young legs. A short week's not going to impact him as much as some of the you know veteran guys who need their sort of their their rest and their their full uh, kind of prep cycle. Um, and again, we've mentioned it. If there's one weakness for the Eagles, it is their rush defense. Uh, and, you know, without Cooks out there, Texans on a short week, maybe they do tack into a conservative uh, game plan here and Pierce gets a, an extra uh, a load. Maybe he's, you know, 30 carries isn't out of the question here if this, if they just basically turn this into a Pierce game. Um, and uh, Pierce is also capable of breaking one. So I think I'm going to sprinkle a little Pierce over um, you know, rushing yards, Pierce over rushing attempts, and then Pierce over longest rush as sort of a little trifecta there, uh, and see if I can catch capture a little value on Pierce doing something solid tonight. I like that. Yeah, right now the timing of uh, ten fifty seven, Damian Pierce rushing yards at sixty four and a half, which I think is a good deal. He's been my RB one in fantasy this season. Never thought that would happen, but he is. <laughs> uh, but the longest rush prop definitely good angles too. They have uh, all the props are juiced to the over for Pierce. Sanders and Jalen Hurts. Uh, so if you think there's going to be a lot of rushing, the books are telling you it definitely is going to be. Uh, so if you need fantasy advice like I do at some point in the season, make sure you guys check us out. Uh, Thursdays and Fridays, prime time on the NFL and NBC Sports YouTube channel. It's myself, Lawrence Jackson, and Kyle Dvorak answering every question, breaking down who we're playing, not only for these games, but our Sunday slates as well. And uh, Kyle Dvorak, man, the tight end king, I call him. Come check us out. He's going to get you that first touchdown uh, tight end score more than likely uh, on some guy you've never heard of. So, Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. 
This football season, PointsBet is bringing you a better way to bet live on games, which means before this ad is over, you can place a live same-game parlay, bet on the next drive to be a touchdown, and cash out your live second-half over bet. So whether you are on the move or on the couch, do it live on PointsBet. Download the PointsBet app today and sign up with the code BETTHEEDGE to get a second chance on your first five bets up to $100 each. New customers only, must be 21 plus and present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, West Virginia, Kansas, or Louisiana. Void where prohibited, Louisiana license pending in partnership with Louisiana iGaming LP, DBA Boomtown, New Orleans. Second chance means that if any of your first five cash bets... First five bet per day for five consecutive days on a fixed odds market loses, you'll receive free bets in the amount of the losing wager up to $100 each. Additional terms and conditions apply. See the promotions page and terms and conditions section of the PointsBet website for more details. Gambling problem? In Colorado or Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. In Virginia, call 1-888-532-3500. And in Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. 1-877-770-7867. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, New Jersey, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800GAMBLER.com. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. Uh, Let's talk some college football, though, because we've had some pretty good weeks here the past two, three weeks on our NBC show on Saturdays. And another game where, you know, it's a first half bet for me or it's a pass completely. Uh, Tennessee and Georgia, the two top teams in the country, everybody – and I mean everybody's betting the Tennessee Vols. We got like over 90% of the handle coming in on Tennessee here as an eight-point underdog. The over-under is coming up a little bit. Uh, do you have any opinions on this one? Because this is the Hendon Hooker Heisman game. If he wins this game, <laughs> he's got the Heisman locked up, no doubt about it. Uh, we talked about it last week, talking a little bit about Tennessee-Kentucky. Um, I have a big old bet on Tennessee to win the SEC East. Uh, I think my price is... 20 to 1, 17 to 1, kind of in that range. Um, so I'm sitting on an equity that's pretty solid here if Tennessee yeah. can somehow, some way find out, find a win in Athens. It's tough to go on the road. They did it at home, obviously, versus Bama. People believe in this team because their offense can score. Uh, and Georgia has some question marks, particularly on the defensive side of the ball on here. It didn't look like uh, Carter was 100% last week at all. Uh, and they're going to be without one of their key linebackers as well. So it's the Georgia defense is not 100%. And I get why people are enthusiastic about Tennessee. Um, Tennessee was bet pretty aggressively outside of eight. Right when it was nine, nine and a half, uh, I saw some very, very sharp players come and hit that hard. And the books have been resistant to, I think, people who are like who were water, you know, because you know, I, I'm smart 
college football handicapping friends, their mouths were watering. Like, you're going to give me Georgia at eight? Oh, my God, this is awesome. And they're making big bets, and it is not moving. So there is pretty clearly more than just public resistance on Tennessee in this game. This is a two-way uh, you know, type of action in terms of the sharpest players at this number. I would be surprised if it moves off eight at this point, um, which is basically just telling you that eight is fair. So uh, I guess best of luck to all parties involved, and I will be praying for somehow some way Hooker getting the win here. And uh, that would be a great story. I mean, Tennessee emerging from what has been underachievement going on 20 years would be pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think you could throw all the trends out the window for the for these type of games. Like the Alabama Tennessee game was a great example of that because Alabama completely owned them, and every every trend you would look at points to Alabama. Tennessee gets the outright win. Same situation here. Everything really points to Georgia, but you 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 see the eye test, Drew. You're watching this team, and you're like, this is not your average Tennessee team, obviously. And Georgia, while they're you know they've had a lot of turnover on defense. Everyone went to the NFL last year, essentially. And uh, this year they've kept everyone at 22 points or less. But a couple of those 22-point games, uh, you know, when Florida's scoring 22 on you, you're like, hey, Hendon Hooker, like, can you put up 35 for me? And if you put up 35 on Georgia, you're probably going to beat Georgia. Um, and Tennessee, like I said, we said last week, they've been the best first-half team in the country the past two years. Um, they're averaging 27.4 points per game in the first half. Leads the country. Georgia's fourth with 22. We got a first half over of 31.5 here. And I'm thinking that's probably the angle. If you would want to play Tennessee plus four and a half, I don't think that's a great number, but you know, the tempo, the possessions, the amount of plays they have, uh, they're surely a great first half team. So I'm kind of looking at the first half over 31 and a half for the Bulls. Any opinions on that? I'm going to cheer for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me ask you this. Let me ask you yeah. this. Since you have a Tennessee ticket, if yeah. Georgia's down in this game, would you consider live betting Georgia on the money line if you're getting Absolutely. plus money? Absolutely. Okay. 100%. So anyone watching, 100%. if you have Tennessee futures, that's how you're that's how you're betting this game. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, basically that's what you're hoping for here is that Georgia comes out because Georgia hasn't really been tested. You know, they haven't gone up against elite competition. And, you know, I mean, at least by ranking, at least by efficiency metrics, Tennessee is elite. Um, so okay. we're hoping that, that we get a good game here in the first half. A halftime advantage here for the for the Vols would be amazing. So yeah, yeah, I think that's how I'm approaching it too. But uh, another game is Clemson Notre Dame, man. I uh, I bet Syracuse last weekend against Notre Dame. Uh, I was rewarded with a pick six on the second or third play of the game. Uh, so yeah, that was a rough start. Uh, but I did fade the trend. Notre Dame is thirty and two on the money line since 2017 against ACC opponents. They are three and a half point home underdogs to the number four Clemson Tigers. Oh, Clemson needs this one for the college football playoff. We're approaching the upset season, Drew. Mm -hmm. uh, Marcus Freeman, this could be the win of his early career. Are you taking the Irish on the money line? It's very tempting. Uh, I have gone back and forth here about what to do with this game because Notre Dame catching outside of a field goal and or coming away with the upset seems very realistic. Um, if there's one team that is still in the mix for the, you know, for the playoff that just has inspired zero confidence, it has been Clemson. Um, they are, yes, they are eight. No, yes, they have had some hard fought wins, um, but quarterback position depth, all of it is very, 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 very questionable. Um, 
and Notre Dame has underachieved this year, even though you look at their current record, five and three, and yeah, I mean, it's fine. I mean, this was a team that had national championship aspirations. The turnover from Brian Kelly to Freeman was never going to be completely seamless, but um, he's a good guy. He's a good coach. He's got the locker room. He's got kind of the team bought in. Um, so seeing uh, the you know seeing Notre Dame kind of improve as we move into the month of November, I think is a realistic expectation. Um, this is uh, this is Golden Domers or pass, and uh, you know I don't really love Clemson in general. Not really cheering for them to do anything, uh, and I would love to kind of mix up the playoff race here. You know, in, in you know bring in a little bit of chaos, a little bit of uh, uncertainty, and uh, a Clemson upset would definitely definitely introduce that. Yeah, I think at this point in the season, that's the way to start approaching some of these bigger games is taking the underdog to get the outright win and try and get you some money for bowl season. Um, <laughs> essentially, like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm betting small teams. I'm betting San Diego State. I'm betting North Texas this weekend. I'm betting Air Force and Army. Uh, but if I was forced to bet Clemson Notre Dame, I'm absolutely going to sprinkle on the Notre Dame money line to get the outright win. Uh, and same with Tennessee here. Uh, same with Tennessee. So I think that's the way you approach these college bowl seasons because chaos will ensue, as Drew said, um, happens every year. So before we kick into NBA, it's a weekend of must-watch events here at NBC and Peacock. It all begins with the horses, the Breeders' Cup, Sunday, 3.30 p.m. Eastern, followed by the Tigers, the Clemson Tigers taking on Notre Dame football in South Bend on Saturday. I capped off with Saturday Night Live, one of my favorite shows, actually. We actually continue Sunday, though. We got NASCAR Series Cup Championship, 3 p.m., wraps up with the Titans battling the Chiefs. Sunday Night Football, another team laying a lot of points. Uh, 7 p.m. for that game, all of it, NBC and Peacock. You'll see the crew there, so make sure you guys tune in and watch. It's a big, big weekend, uh, but it is a small, small night in the NBA. Uh, <laughs> Two-game slate, Warriors laying nine at the Magic now. I'm seeing Sharps on the Warriors. Uh, I like the Magic, Drew. What are you thinking? Yeah, Magic here pass. Uh, Warriors in a really, really, really tough part of their schedule. And um, we talked a little bit about the Warriors as the season was kicking off and why it didn't make a lot of sense to bet them to win the title preseason. They're trying to do something extremely difficult in Golden State. They are trying to get time and development for their next generation of pieces, which includes Poole, who still needs court time, frankly. Uh, and uh, Poole, Wiseman, uh, Kaminga, and uh, Moody, like they're getting meaningful chunks of minutes and they are getting destroyed. Um, and a lot of it has to do with yeah. Wiseman's development. Guy just needs court time. Uh, Kuminga has regressed this season as well, which is a little concerning. Um, but they can't, you know, three and five is not enough of a, you know, a, a poor start to either A, hit the panic button or B, change your approach. Like they're, they're committed to this um, because this is a transition of power that's part of sort of the broader arc of what the franchise wants to do. Um, paying the vets, you know, into their, you know, twilight years while also kind of having these young guys kind of moldering on the bench is not an acceptable strategy for this front office. Um, yeah. And so those guys are going to get playing time. And I mean, I want to believe in the magic in a lot of ways because I love their young nucleus, Wagner uh, and Bancaro. If you haven't seen these guys play, they're amazingly young, good, young, talented NBA future stars. Um, they don't have a lot else on that roster in terms of who is really improving and shining. Wendell Carter Jr., I guess, deserves a yeah. little dap. He's He's been he's been a, a producer, um, particularly you know, statistically, he's putting up numbers. Um, but the second unit for the Magic has been horrific. 
Uh, when those guys take the floor, they just bleed, bleed, bleed. Um, so this game kind of comes down to which second unit stinks less. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you know, I think you know, I think you're going to get uh, at the end of the day a, a pretty good performance out of the starters for Golden State going up against the inexperienced starters for Orlando. So Magic, uh, you know, not live for an upset here. And but I do think this could be a closer, more competitive game. Um, you know, you need to keep an eye on the rotations. You need to see how Golden State. Bench is performing, uh, you know, in the first half. If you're going to make a second half bet on this one, um, but you know, there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic about the Magic. Uh, the fact that you're getting an extra point and a half off the open uh, is that much more enticing. Uh, this is Magic or pass for me. Yeah, if this gets to ten, I might have to really consider the full game spread here. But when I looked at the Orlando Magic, I've been watching the Warriors the past two games because I bet the Miami Heat to get the dub against them the last game. I bet Cade uh, Cunningham over points and assists against the Warriors uh, in the previous game. So I've been watching this defense, and I am more than less impressed. Uh, I mean, this they have been terrible this season. 121 points per game allowed, second worst yeah. in the NBA. They were just the worst before the last game. Uh, yeah. This whole road trip, they've been terrible, allowing every single team to score 120 or worse. They've lost every game on this road trip. Every team this season, Drew, has scored over 109 on the Warriors' defense. So – I'm, why would the Magic not be able to score on them when they have WCJ, Bencaro, Wagner, Bulbul, and Bamba? Those are five players at 6'10 or taller that are getting significant minutes. Uh, and you got Kayvon Looney and James Wiseman. After that, it's Draymond and Kuminga. So I'm just looking at this Orlando Magic team. They have so much height. It could cause a lot of problems for the Magic or for the Warriors inside, excuse me. And why I don't want to lay the points with the Magic plus nine is because the Warriors definitely need a win on this road trip. On the East Coast, they've lost five straight East Coast games. One in seven ATS in the last eight. Uh, nothing worth back. And the Orlando Magic, the third and second most profitable team in the first quarter and first half of the season. Wow. But only two five and one uh, full game. Two and oh at home. So there's a lot of conflicting stats here. I do think a dog gets the win outright. Would you rather be betting the Magic outright or the Thunder outright tonight because you know everyone's throwing the Warriors and the Nuggets <laughs> in a money line parlay. I mean, I, yeah, uh, not even a question. I would take the Magic over over the Thunder. Um, the Nuggets are fully rested. This is not a good spot to go against the Nuggets at all. Um, the Warriors are exhausted right now. Uh, and it gets worse for them tomorrow. They got to go play the Pelicans <laughs> at, yeah. Yeah, at New Orleans. So this is this is a, this is a na- yeah, yeah nasty, 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 nasty stretch for the Warriors. Um, ultimately, if they end up three and seven after losing tonight, losing to the Pelicans tomorrow, I don't think any one of us is going to wake up surprised on Saturday. Uh, it's a long no. season, uh, not any reason to get panicked. But you bring up a lot of good points about the size for the Magic and what that could do in terms of a mismatch. I've been impressed by Steph Curry's play this year. Guy is an absolute legend and you can't, you know, you can't hold any of the struggles for the Warriors, you know, against him. Draymond Green also has been playing much better than expected or at least better than he was at the end of last season. Um, But the entire rest of the supporting cast is underperformed either because of fitness or because of just, uh, you know, just general um, lack of experience and, you know, that'll continue to improve. So uh, maybe get your bets in against the Warriors now in the month of November, because uh, this isn't a team that's going to be worth fading when we get to play. Yeah, once January kicks in, it's uh, it's Warriors are past most every night for me when when they're playing basketball. And for just quickly on this Thunder and Nuggets game, because it's certainly not the more appealing game, as Drew said, the Nuggets do have a rest advantage. But the Thunder are six and one ATS this season. 
They're just covering spreads as everyone expects them to be terrible, but they got youngsters. Josh Giddy might be in for this game. No word on him yet. He did play in the previous game. But the Thunder have covered four straight games overall, three at home. In the series, they've covered five straight against the Nuggets, including every single game last season, um, which is appealing. But Nikola Jokic fully rested, points, rebounds, assists, sitting around 46 and a half. Uh, I'm thinking that could be a midnight snack here against the OKC Thunder and their small lineup, especially uh, them bottom 10 against points, rebounds, assists towards center. So uh, how are you approaching this game? Do you like Jokic at all, points, rebounds, assists, anything like that? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, Jokic is primed for an explosion tonight. Um, I'm trying not to let my bias seep into this handicap here. I think that the Nuggets are overrated. I think that uh, OKC coming into the season was underrated. I was excited to bet on this team. They're 6-1 and one against the spread already, though, which means the market is going to be forced. They're going to – well, they're going to be forced to pay attention if they keep winning, right? Yeah. And I I like what the young nucleus looks like for OKC. I love them as dogs. I like, you know, in particular, if they can figure out the rotation and the splitting of usage between Gideon and SGA, then this team is going to be dangerous. Not like make the playoffs, but like a pesky pain in the butt to play on any given night in a very, very, uh, you know, long, long season. So um, I want to back them more in November and December. But I need them to lose. <laughs> I need them to lose. Like I need them to look bad, uh, like in a big moment like this, like you know, in a standalone game where everybody tunes in. Like, huh, six and one. What's this thunder? What are these thunder all about? Uh, oh, they're done. I'll, I'll play them, and then just see them get just absolutely smothered would be ideal here to kind of preserve some of the betting value for them over the next month. And this is so. This is a weird kind of con- you know kind of contradictory thoughts here. Love the Thunder long-term, but would really, really like to see them lose badly uh, in order to preserve some value. Yeah, and uh, they've already played once, and the Nuggets got the victory. Uh, and then you've seen them. They beat the Lakers and the first time they met. They lost outright to the Lakers the second yeah. time. Uh, they lost first to the Jazz. They had to beat them the second time. So this is another spot. In the NBA, it's very situational. I know you encourage people to look at scheduling rests and everything because that really determines you how to bet these games rather than a matchup i mean everyone thinks yeah we both think the warriors are a much better team than the magic that's no question uh but situationally and scheduling speaking you know you have to look at this in a different light and the nuggets being you know advantage rested right now helps but coming off a loss i mean they've been pretty bad since the start last year uh six ten and one ats is a road favorite coming off a loss and they've lost the last three outright Yikes. So they're in a bad stretch. Michael Porter Jr. getting worked back into the fold. Jamal Murray trying to work back into the mix. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a thunder. I like both the dogs. Uh, but I think Nikola Jokic, <laughs> it's ugly basketball. But I also got caught petting the Pelicans last night. Uh, and they lost the Lakers. So, um, yeah, I'm looking for some lunch money here. Uh, yeah, that was ridiculous. Uh, Matt Ryan, not the good Matt Ryan. The other Matt Ryan uh, coming up clutch. No, but. this is now the good Matt Ryan. This is the, yeah, I guess this is now the good night, Ryan. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Um, any wrapping thoughts here on maybe NBA moving forward this weekend? Any yeah. sports games you're looking at? Yeah, again, like to kind of close my thoughts on the Thunder. I hope, I hope, I hope they don't cover because yeah. I got them. I got them circled for Saturday. 
I want to play them against the uh, the Bucks. Um, this is like they, they're going to be. I, I want them to be catching double digits on the road against the Bucks somehow because that'll be a great spot uh, for them. Uh, and uh, yeah, tomorrow, man, holy smokes, we've got a lot of lot of uh, disadvantaged uh, spots for some of these teams we're talking about. Now we've already mentioned the Warriors going up against the Pelicans. Uh, Pelicans played horrifically last night. I don't even really want to hang that. Give. Too much credit to the Lakers. That felt like the Pelicans just played very, very poorly. Um, I think they bounce back against the Warriors. That's going to be interesting to see where that line opens up. Um, and uh, speaking of bounce backs, Boston Celtics, man. Uh, tough loss last night to the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. They welcome a gassed Bulls team to the Garden. Uh, get a little bit of revenge for an early season loss. This is a great, great, great spot for uh, Boston to uh, uh, to catch a little bit of fire. As a Bulls fan, I'll be at the game at TD Garden tomorrow, so catch me rocking the Bulls jersey, betting the Celtics. I 100% I 100% agree. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very irritated at my Bulls right now because they had a plan moving forward, but they're back-to-backs, and they ruined it when Zach Levine playing that back-to-back last night or two nights ago. Last night. It was last night. And, uh, yeah, he went 4 of 16 from the field and did not look good, and now he has to go to Boston – where he's not the best, it's the DeMar DeRozan spot against the Celtics, but it's a Celtics trifecta spot, in my opinion. First quarter, first half, full game. Uh, so you and Jay enjoy talking about that one tomorrow. I'll be at oh, the yeah. game, but I'm going to listen in so I can tell you guys' bets in that one. But I already know, same wavelength here. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, appreciate you, Drew. Make sure you guys follow Drew on Twitter at the Well Capper. I'm Vaughn Delzo at V Money Sports. Don't forget to check out NBCSportsEdge.com and then RotoWorld.com as well. Uh, to get all your guys' wagers, fantasy advice, and all that. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, make sure you like the podcast and the NBC Sports YouTube channel. We appreciate you guys. Best of luck tonight. Let's go Magic. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.